You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio and... Merry Christmas, since this one is airing originally on Christmas morning 2019. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, flying solo this morning due to a confluence of a lot of things going on this holiday season. Uh, My wife Pam, who normally sits in the chair alongside me, is busy with some family obligations. So... Because of all the schedule that's going on, uh, we've got a special show today where we're looking back into the archives with some of the best ofs with the segments we've done over the years. But if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We hope that your holiday season is safe and happy and a great time to spend with your family and loved ones. If you're new also, we'd love to hear what you have to think and questions you've got or topics you'd love us to cover. You can give us a call at 214-702-9565 is the voicemail line or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. If you've got a question you'd love us to answer on the show, a voicemail gets you to the front of the line. Uh, But we do try to answer everything that comes in either online or off the air. Um because we want to help make this episodes of F- Sexy Marriage Radio each and every week something that really does impact your marriage and helps it make it be all it can be. And as we look forward into 2020, uh, we got some great things coming up along with the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. More details will be coming in the coming weeks as registration will be starting soon. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is... A segment from a past episode where we look at three different kinds of sex, and that is birthday sex, shower sex, and oral sex. And on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper and longer and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. A conversation Pam and I had on the topic of boundaries and its importance in making married life and your sex life all that it can be. So all that's coming up on today's show. One of the things that that happened in our world um, with uh, Pam's birthday is on New Year's Eve day. Best day for a birthday. (laughs) The whole world celebrates the end of her birthday. Yes. (laughs) But so that day um, we were having breakfast and typically we we celebrate um, with a dinner or a lunch, you know, something kind of as a family. And then we do some things with friends or something, usually New Year's Eve. And so this time, uh, this particular day, we're sitting at the breakfast table. Uh, the kids had since finished their breakfast and were on about their morning, and we were talking. And I looked over at you, and I said, you know, it's curious to me. As you sit here and look ahead to your day, you probably don't have anywhere on your radar a hope of, I really hope I get some oral sex at some point today, or even just something in the sexual arena today. <laughs> Right? <laughs> That's right. That was the question. And my answer was, no. <laughs> Hadn't even thought about it. Yeah, And you even went a little bit further and said, actually, I'm looking forward to just to being able to crawl into bed and go to sleep. You know? <laughs> yeah. Do my crossword puzzle. Be cozy with my electric blanket. 
And it's fascinating to me when you just talk about the differences. And it's this isn't just a gender difference either. This is this is a higher desire, lower desire difference. Yes, it is. Because funny, cause the funny thing was before you even brought that up at breakfast, when I was getting around myself before that, I thought, huh, if it was Corey's birthday, he'd be expecting something. I'd be gearing up for what I was going to wear today or something like that, right. trying to set the stage for birthday sex for you right. that night. So, right. it, so I was kind of laughing that I'm not thinking that way in how I dressed this morning for my own birthday. That's right. I, I can go comfort over sexiness and yeah, with, with what I'm choosing today is what you're saying. And so it's just interesting to me because if nothing else, I thought, okay, we got to talk about this for a brief moment on a show just because it, I, I know in the mastermind groups that I do with the husbands, um, I shared it with them. And then in the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy, we shared a little bit of the dialogue with them. And it resonates because it happens. It's what it's married life. Yeah, it is. I'm curious how many other people are listening out there, though, that, huh, I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's exactly what we do, too. <laughs> Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. would love to know. But it's because it's, if nothing else, I want to at least let's, let's, let's level set this or normalize it a little bit to see that I don't see that that's anything wrong. No, it's just right. kind of funny. It's yeah, I think it's just the funny differences between higher desire, lower desire, or men and women, or just the way you you look at certain momentous occasions and the way you want to mark those things. And because it's, it, there's even times where I've heard, you know, couples they've had a an, a night of sex that was really really good. You know, like it was one of those where they both just totally, uh, it, it was through the roof, real powerful, real passionate. And then the next day, uh, one of them will say, man, I, that was great. Let's recreate tonight. And their spouse might be going, uh, are you serious? We, we just did that yesterday. You know, <laughs> and it's like, why would you want to do it again right now? Uh, yeah. And the other spouse is, why wouldn't, yeah, why wouldn't you want to recreate that? Come on. <laughs> so uh, it, it's just to bring up the conversation of we have such different perspectives as a higher desire versus a lower lower desire as a man versus a woman as as somebody younger in their married life or in their the length of their marriage or even just their age to older and so it's if nothing else i want i want us to at least be aware of we progress we evolve and how can i react and respond best to these changes to where i don't go well, I, that really hurt my feeling that you don't want to, you know, because I ended our conversation with, I, I'm still always just trying to keep it on the radar with my wife. Um, and so I ended the conversation at the breakfast table that morning with a little bit of a grin saying, uh, by the way, if you change your mind at any point during today and do want some sort of servicing, um, I'm, all, I'm all in, you know, I'm, I'm available. Duly noted. <laughs> so, so that leads us to another topic that's worth exploring, because this came into the inbox just recently from somebody that's been a binge listener, I love binge listeners and people that find Sexy Marriage Radio. And then she's emailed it, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And she actually brought up several different points that she wanted addressed or discussed. And so the, some of those are in the queue for later, possibly. But this one jumps out because the topic is just sex in the shower. And 
this is something that happens in our world as well. So of, Hot topic. Of, of just the differences, kind of like the birthday sex idea. So I, I'll, I'll paraphrase the email in large part. But you mentioned on your show that this was after the animals in bed. And so thankfully, she doesn't. they don't have that problem in their marriage. But she's always put sex in the shower or shower sex in the same category as Hollywood sex. But since you mentioned it on a show, it makes her consider that maybe it's a real thing that actual people do, not something that just looks fun in the movies. So, I mean, for example, she even says in the movies, people have sex for the first time and it's beautiful, not at all painful or awkward. And they both reach orgasm and then they lay lovingly there in the wet spot. We all know that the first time in real life is not like that. And many times in real life are not like that. Yes. Enter Sexy Marriage Radio, which is kind of what we're trying to talk about. That's why we're here. So they just tried taking a shower together, and that is nothing like in the movies. One person gets all the water. The other is kind of left out in the cold, getting splashed now and then. It's cramped, and I'm fighting water getting into my eyes, and I can't find anything about that experience that wants me to wait have sex in there. My husband would love that, though, so I would really love to know how does one manage that. I can't get my brain around the mere logistics of it. Okay, so... I- she brings up so many good points that I, I got to think so many people that are listening are are totally saying, you're exactly right. One person gets the water. Unless you have a big shower and you got two shower heads, which would be fabulous. Right. If you love shower sex, then you need to remodel your shower and get a couple different shower heads. And Corey's taking notes for remodeling just, our, the shower keep, keep in our going, bathroom, babe. right? Yeah, keep talking. And so you need multiple shower heads because if you, I mean, if you're like a lot of, well, I guess anybody, it's not just the females. Right. It it gets cold if you're not the one that's under that stream of warm water. Right. So you got that issue going. Plus the lubrication. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to have sex, there's a real issue there with lubrication yep. and that not being there and so it causes friction when you're trying which to which then means actually... you have to be out of the water a little bit which then brings in the cold, cold factor, factor possibly and so i she brings up some great points because it is stuff that um if nothing else i guess it's probably merits conversation in the spouse in the couples just to say hey i know this is something you you, you would love to do and it's something i'm maybe okay with or willing to explore, but we got to, we got to figure out here's some of the problems we're going to face. And these, I think this is a great list of them of, all right, how are we going to handle who's, who's in the heat and who's not right? Because the higher desire or the husband or whoever might be saying, I'm okay being in the cold. Right. (laughs) Which is, I guess my expectation is that probably one of them typically the husband would probably say, "Yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. If, if you're willing, if you're willing to jump on this, yeah, then I'm totally okay not being in that hot water." The other thing is to look at the dynamic or the as- the physical aspects of your uh, bathroom and your shower. Do you have a way to close it in a little better, to where some of the heat stays in, so you could actually make it a sauna? Close the bathroom door for sure to make a little more Keep of just hot that, that room warmer which then changes some of the feel. And this is just all prep. I mean, we do a lot of preparation for sex anyway. And so shower sex isn't just as easy as the impromptu sometimes. It is do some prep towards it where bump the heat up in the house if you you got that opportunity. That's a good idea. Um, If you got a space heater and you can safely put it in your bathroom, do that. Um, But it's just there's things that you can do that can help eliminate some of these things. 
And one of them would be just talk about who's in the water, who's not, or who's closest to the water to keep that heat going versus who's not, or can you shift around so that you can uh, both experience the water? <laughs> like, hey, I'm cold now. Can we rotate for a second? Yeah. Let me warm back up. Um, but then you're still also dealing with um, the idea of water splashing. And so then it just comes down to the positions of how you have sex, I think, depending on what you, what the configuration of your bathroom and your shower is. Yeah, some of that just comes with kind of tweaking it and working it. And both of you have an, an open mind to not get frustrated right. with a splashing or this to, you know, to make it work. And also look at it as if it, if you can't actually have sex in the shower uh, easily together, then what if you use showering together as foreplay and, and you get a chance Then I'm not trying to get in some weird position, but this is a chance for both of us to kind of suds each other up and, and have a little makeout time where we're both standing and you can easily spin. You can spin better that way to where you're both getting water. <laughs> right, right. It, it's easier to kind of navigate because I think a lot of times... Spin, I, I spin. I'm just thinking of that word. I'm like, have those floor mats so you're not slipping and sliding everywhere. <laughs> Safety first. Safety first. Get some handholds. Put some handles. I'm sure that there have been times where the ambulance has had to show up at somebody's house because there's been an injury and it was like, whoa, we just slipped. So that's it's, uh, I slipped and yeah. hit my head and that's what it was. But because if, if you have a large shower, multiple shower heads and a bench in the shower, that's a whole different ball game you're talking about. That's a little more Hollywoodish, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. But you're still dealing with temperature differences and water splashing. And so some of that just is going to come down to comfort level of each person and then a willingness to say, okay, I know this isn't as high on my list, but it's something we can do. Uh, something I want to try. Let, let's do the, you know, and it's really trial and error. I mean, in that largely what we do with a lot of sexual things that we do in our life, because you could get the Kama Sutra book and see all of the different things. One of the guys in my mastermind group actually just sent me a link to the Kama Sutra sock puppet book. So it's sock puppets that are showing all of the different. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> which would be, I didn't look at it, but it's like, that would be funny to look at. But I think it's there's there's no research to back this thing, but I think what what I've kind of landed on from the couples I've talked to in the blogosphere world and the relationships I've got with other people out there that are in the marriage arena and the sex arena uh, in the which is marriage help, roughly about thirty percent of what we try with the different positions is what's going to work because some of them are just like yeah we can't do that you know I'm too old my hips hurt my knee hurts. There's not enough room in our shower. <laughs> There's too many other things that are just distracting your brain right. and can't allow you to get into it. I think sometimes that's the issue. What she's talking about there is that all those things are just these distractors that don't allow you to just get into the moment because you're right. not physically comfortable. And that's a great point. So then it comes down to how do you edge into that comfort better each time? Or, and, and so some of that could be um, when you have a shower time just alone, what's your mindset? How can you find relaxation in there? Or is it truly a, I've got to get this done because I've got to move on to the next thing? So showers are just truly part of the to-do list, and that makes it a little bit harder to where you're kind of not capturing your time. Cause it, I mean, what, tell me if I'm wrong, Pam, that a bath has a more connotation of relaxation 
easing the, 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 the stresses of the days than a shower does. Oh, certainly. So couldn't you have some of that similar mindset coming into play? When you have a shower at times of just like, I want to just use this to truly relax. Yeah. Just feel that hot water just running down and dripping over you and mm-hmm. pounding the muscles on your back and making you feel better. Yeah. You can and then even imagine And then even imagine the water is your spouse's tongue or hands uh, on just as it runs across your body that there's, that's an, that's a, a fantasy side of things that can, that can be a a great tool that can help you. To try and shift your mindset mm-hmm. for that. And and also as a preparatory thing for you, because sometimes, I mean, typically speaking, a lower desire partner, they have a little more energy involved in getting prepared and ready for sex than the higher desire partner, because they've typically kind of got a higher threshold anyway. Okay. <laughs> so they don't need the whole visualization and imagination to to stimulate as much necessarily. And so it could be, that just the shift of that can make a big difference to where then when you're in it together, now all of a sudden you're inviting them into an area that's, that's more relaxed. And that's, I mean, in the neuro-linguistic programming world, which is just a, it's a brain pattern processing thing, so it's NLP, um, that's an anchoring of it where you, you, you set up a relaxed area in where you feel comfortable, where you, it's like your happy place if you talk Zen world. And it's what you can go to visually to calm some anxieties, to calm some fears. And you can do the same thing with a sexy state, that you can have a, this is where I am more open to where things may go. And a shower could be that for you. And you could start that by yourself. Okay. I mean, am I, what do you think? No, I think you're right. I'm, I'm sitting here playing devil's advocate thinking, yeah, I can totally get in a calm place in a shower by myself (laughs) and then i'm going to be invaded and then i go back to you're coming in we have a tiny shower man you come in and it's cold water splashing all on my face because you're taller and well and okay so so that's so i'm trying to think of how do you work that in to get the mindset how do how would one make themselves transition to when you're both together. Okay. And I think that's where you do it in stages where you don't try to have this culminating fantastic experience right out the gate. It is one of those where you just then shower together as a means to be together. I mean, that's what she made the comment. If we tried it and it didn't happen like we would in the movie, so I couldn't even think about having sex in it. So they've just tested it out according to her email, with just the experience, not actually trying to incorporate sex into it. But what if you incorporate showering together occasionally as part of your sexual repertoire where maybe you don't have sex in the shower, it's just foreplay. It's just prep. It's just you're both getting in a state of being ready, and you could talk together. You can have candles in the, in the, in the bathroom so you can create an environment like you would with a bath. All of those kinds of things, we are, we are creatures of habit. And those things can be shifted to where you can rewire, in a sense, the meaning of, okay, hold on. I can then now all of a sudden lower the threshold. Because think about it. How many times as a couple do you think people have experiences where you look at it, looking back at it, and it's like, wow, I can't believe we were so turned on in that. Because the environment wasn't... Th- set for that you know it's, certainly and 
and it's just the idea of it's the energy between you. And so I think it's you take some of the struggles out of it by by diminishing their meaning by replacing them with something that means more. Okay, that makes sense. And I think then you can now all of a sudden start having conversations about, okay, how could we actually have sex in our shower? Because likely it, it, it's probably going to be rear entry because you're both standing, and that's just the easiest for all four feet to be on the floor. Yeah, to stay stable. And Yeah, because you've got slippery surfaces. You, got, you do have to think about safety. Mm. Um, if you have a bench, there's a, a, no, more alternatives. If you don't mind sitting on the ground, there's more alternative. You know, So it all comes down to what's your environment. But I think of it as this is just something you ease into it. And then if all of a sudden you get in a position, my hope would be, how do you realize that when you're doing sex— and the language that it is, when something happens that actually is kind of funny, where all of a sudden you're actually having sex in the shower, and then something shifts, and all of a sudden the water hits a back in a spurting way, so it's just splashing all in your face, and you're like, God, I can't, I'm blinded, I'm blind, and you can actually laugh about it, and then kind of reconnect, or say, how about let's just transition this out to the bedroom, or, and then it's not something that has ruined it, it just shifted it. Yeah, we're just taking it to a next level or just to another room. Because I think that's a yeah. marker of growth. Because I think a lot of couples think that if I've lost the vibe, it's over. Yeah. And that and that does happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. But losing that specific vibe, losing the doesn't mean that you've lost the connection with the two of you. Exactly. So if that connection can continue to go on, even if you're both laughing together about something. Right. Because you think it's really funny the way it splashed him in the face. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Then that's just a funny another memory and connection that you've got together. Let's regroup and take it out. It's it's almost like another couple anchor between you. It's something that you've created together. And so... I see this as just a larger marker of our own growth is is recognizing, you know what, we don't have to have all of the environmental things to be so in line for this thing to be functional, if not even great, that we can, we can get through it, we can navigate, we can adjust, it doesn't have to follow a certain script, all of that stuff, when I can do that better with my partner, man, I'm taking so much more control of my life. Yeah. And I'm taking so much control of my sex life and my marriage. Yeah. And kudos to her for emailing and asking, how in the world do you do shower sex? (laughs) I love it. I can't get my brain around the mere logistics of it. Right, right. (laughs) Because there are a lot of logistics. And as a high desire partner, I don't think about those logistics. I just think about shower. My wife, yes. It's hard work. (laughs) That's what I think. Wow, that one's hard work. I got to really ramp myself up for this one. Perfect. All right. So transitioning real quick. Another email that came in um, not too long ago that just says, I've been listening and have been picking through episodes that address the issues I struggle with. Today, I listened to both of the episodes I could find on oral sex. And as after 22 years of marriage, it's something I don't enjoy giving. And this is from a wife. One issue I have that has not been addressed in either issue or either episode was, what do you do when you have a strong gag reflex? How do you work around that in servicing your husband? The episodes were very helpful, but I'm at a loss on this particular issue. Thanks, and I'm really learning about myself and my husband as I listen. So thank you for this podcast. So I think we, uh, I'm, I'm, the gag reflex 
I'm trying to understand, and it doesn't say on here, so I think we have to come at this from potentially two different angles. Yeah, we'll probably have to couple, come at it from a, some higher level, and then we can go some specific yeah, some variables. Yeah, because yes. I, I have two different questions here. Is the, is the gag reflex coming because the penis is going so deep that that's what's causing the gag reflex, or does it just gross her out? So right. even if she's just, say, licking the shaft or something, mm-hmm. that's making her gag. Mm-hmm. Not quite clear there. So I think we need to dive in maybe. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because both of those are two different approaches to confront it. Right. So one, um, let's go with the first one on, is the penis just going too far? And and so all of a sudden, because there are times where you get even halfway back in your mouth or some people, they they have a really bad gag reflex on, on that. Some can go further and they just kind of control it or some is not an issue at all, maybe. But the best thing I know in counsel uh, couples to do, and this would be uh, both the wife and the husband can be involved in this, but it's basically you wrap a hand around the base of the shaft of the penis because that means it can only go up to your hand. And if even that brings about a gag reflex because of the depth, because your husband could just be much larger, then you can use two hands. He can use his hand. Um, There's a lot of varieties. Or you just slide it up the shaft further towards the tip to be able to control, here's how far I'm willing to let this go. But the other thing is, and you you mentioned this on just the – as an alternative – Oral sex does not just mean going down and sucking like a vacuum. Right. It, I mean, there's a, there's more of an organ than that, right. right? So there's a lot more to caress. There's a lot more to touch. And you can use your tongue mm-hmm. just on pretty much around the whole thing. You can use your tongue everywhere, but you can also use your hands while using your tongue and your lips and... So there's a whole lot of friction and things you can do that doesn't just require the mouth going up and down. You can use your, your tongue and your hand going up and down to get the sensations that are necessary. And if you focus on the underside of the tip, that's one of the most sensitive areas for a man. That's similar to the clitoris. doesn't have near the nerve endings that a clitoris does, but it has the most in, a, in the smallest amount of area that right underneath the tip on the, ba- on the bottom side of the penis that that's the area that you, if you focus there, um, usually requires, has the most uh, joyous, great feelings that come along with it. But it's just seeing it as there's a lot of variety of things that you can try out. And if this is something you're wanting to do in the idea of servicing husband or it's something he's really interested in and you're willing as a wife and interested in, I want to be able to do this, then sometimes it truly is time in a lab almost of like hey I want to learn this and I want to I want to confront this and as much as it may not seem like that's not sexy at all to say I need to work on my gag reflex next time we have oral sex and I give you a blowjob but that's still something that if you put it in the context of marriage is a long game that's something of like look I'm wanting to grow better at this who doesn't I'm thinking a husband's going to say okay okay <laughs> I like I, that I'm excited about that thank you for wanting to work on it mm-hmm yeah. I, so, I, so the other side of it, the, well, of your and if question. it grosses, yeah, I'm just coming in from the last topic of showering. Right. Shower together beforehand, and maybe that's one where it's, there you go. There's some cleaning. There's yep. some cleanliness. Maybe I don't know if the gag reflex is coming because you're grossed out because just because it's body parts that 
and it's the it, day it you got the you day out. and sweat and all the it, different things that yeah. the day could have entailed that day and and that is a great physical thing that you can do if it is a this just kind of grosses me out uh, because it could be all right we're going to shower or you need to shower before we have sex or before I would do that for you um, you could try this in the shower because then you got plenty of water right there to help wash your mouth out if that helps knowing hey look I can clean as we're doing this and that's in a way that I, I grow in my comfort level with it just through pushing through a little discomfort at a time as you feel comfortable um, the other thing is um, I counsel for the couples where uh, the wife truly does have a this just grosses me out thing well then obviously you could have some history that, that, that comes into play because I know of several clients that right off the bat they had really bad experiences with their first times because they were children or it was taken advantage of. And so that immediately puts a marker that changes the whole dynamic. And so you need to work through that mentally on just healing from it. But the other thing is they feel like it's just a, it's something a prostitute does. It's something that, you know, it's not something that a wife has to do or, you know, those kinds of things. And they feel cheap, they feel dirty. They don't like that. They they feel like so just the connotation and the meaning hurt, grosses is what grosses them out too, and so they don't even realize that's what I, that's what really bugs me about it is it's that meaning, and so then it comes down to how do you really view yourself? Are you really a prostitute with your husband? No, you're not. No, and, but if your perception's there, it's certainly going to be a, a barrier. Right, but it could be a perception that's under the surface so much you don't even recognize that's what it is. And so now sometimes just bringing it to a higher level processing in your own brain helps you rewire that to say, but I'm not. So I can now uh, lean into this anxiety a little more and grow right on through it and heal, heal far beyond it. Because then I start to realize it's not that big a deal. It's not, uh, that's, not what, that's not defining me by this act. Then the other thing that I think of is they sometimes oral sex, um, they don't like it because it feels disconnected. They don't feel like they're connected to their, to their husband in the midst of it. And so one of the best things you can do is while going and trying oral sex or working your way down the belly, uh, make eye contact with each other. It doesn't seem like it's that easy to do, but it really kind of is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can certainly look up mm -hmm. during the process. And if not, then shift position so you can. This is the same counsel like husbands that have trouble when it comes to oral sex for their wife, where they, where they want to perform it and they have struggled performing it for their wife. Make eye contact with her because now all of a sudden that's a really bonding experience that you can have together, not only because of the sensations, but because of the brain-to-brain the -brain connection through the eyes. And so those are the things that come to my mind because it, it truly all – each one of these, whether it's a physical thing or it's a mental thing, um, each one of them truly are not necessarily trial and error, but they are kind of, I got to just lean into this and kind of grow in a little step. And then maybe I take a little step back and then I grow in a little step and I, you know, and it's, it's, I'm learning something new. It's not something that's just going to come naturally necessarily. So as we wrap up 2019, a special thank you to the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation for making this year a fantastic one here at the Sexy Marriage Radio Empire. We have been blessed by you taking time out each and every week, emailing us, calling us, 
keeping us up, up to date with what's going on and the questions that you have. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to be a walking alongside you guys are the sexiest people on the face of the planet. So we hope you've enjoy, enjoyed the show this year. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope to see you again in 2020. See you next time.